0: Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we are broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP LP Louisville, 106.5 FM. That's uh, on your radio dial. And if you want to find out a little bit more about our station, you can go to forwardradio.org, and we are live streaming now, so you can click on a button and listen to us uh, anywhere in the city. Anywhere in the state, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. So, folks, again, this is on the edge with K. A. Owens. I'm K. A. Owens, and we're blessed and favored to have Jeff Compton in the studio with us. Welcome, Jeff. What's going on, K? How you doing? Doing real good. So, folks, uh, uh, Jeff is a community activist that I that I met during the. Uh, um, Bring on a Taylor uh, a- a- activism, and he's doing a lot of things in the community with uh, politics. Now, of course, we do not endorse uh, political candidates on this station or uh, political parties. And he's also still doing community activism on a variety of issues. And he's also on the board of the Kentucky Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. Now, we've got a recent issue that's come to pass. Uh, uh just last weekend, uh, you know, we have this historic dirt bowl basketball tournament. Historic, since 1968. So last week, last weekend, and uh, now right now this show is being recorded on Friday, July 15th, so it was just last weekend, last Sunday night, uh, the police, all of a sudden, they decide that they see somebody that they say has a they think has a warrant you know uh, this, the crowd is still there there's women there's children all this and they decide to to, to, to try to uh, detain this individual and then it sort of uh, escalates into a chase into uh gunfire uh. Uh, the individual they're looking for is, is shot and uh and uh t- at least temporarily the city has shut down the dirt boat and, and and people are not too happy about it because you know the, the feeling is at least my feeling per- is that the police started it and why are they running warrant checks at the dirt bowl? Exactly. Uh, so, but Jeff, tell me, what is the community feeling? What is your take on this entire situation?
1: Well, um, first, I want to say, uh, I do think that um, I'm not going. I'm not going to say this guy is a saint. I'm not going to call this guy a criminal the way the news has already painted this young man. However, I'm also going to say. As the community, we're okay with you going to get warrants. We don't have a problem with you going to serve a warrant. But it's how you are serving the warrants. You, the police serve the warrant vigilante style. They serve the warrant like... No other, like, and it you can't do that. Like, first of all, it was kids at the park because this man has violent history. He's not committing violent crime in his present moment. So what gives you all the green light to just come up and shoot up a park in the middle of the day where kids are there? And aren't the police the ones that saying protect the community? How are they protecting the community when they're traumatizing the community even more? And history has already shown us that heavy police neighborhoods produce higher crime. So what they did didn't do nothing but make our community suffer even more. Like, we still got to go home and think about the police shooting us. Everybody keeps saying black-on-black crime, but the fact of the matter is the police are shooting us in the
0: middle of broad daylight in a park. Exactly. And the idea of uh, serving warrants at community events... I've never heard of that. That is, the police don't serve warrants at uh, uh, Forecastle. They don't serve warrants at the opera. They don't scan the crowd at Forecastle. For folks who are listening all over the country, Forecastle is this huge music festival that we have here in Louisville where a lot of big-name acts come. So uh, we never heard of, like, the police roaming the crowd uh, doing warrant checks or seeing they can spot somebody that is... Uh, usually what happens is if you do something wrong I'm talking about uh, you as an individual and the police detain you then they uh, uh, check your ID and then they see that you happen to have a warrant but as far as uh, scanning the crowd and looking for uh, people who have warrants it's just not uh, done Uh, and so uh, people are amazed at this uh, and the fact that, that that at least temporarily that the the dirt bowl has been put on pause, and uh, that uh, what can we do, Jeff? Uh, uh, I don't. This is just me personally. I don't think that the, the dirt bowl should be put on pause. Uh,
1: yeah, and that's and that's what I was gonna say. Like, um, it's one of those things, like. Uh, the police make a mistake, who has to feel the brunt of it? Our community you just you said it best uh, just a second ago, no you wouldn't see that in another neighborhood about 15 miles away from us, no you wouldn't see it in Douglas Hills, you would not see the police serving a bench warrant ultimately shooting the person that they're chasing at a East End Park, no you wouldn't see that happen, but since that did happen, and the police were the ones involved our community has to suffer even more, how are we going to continue to build the community and y'all take everything back that's just um like that's just like a mother not holding accountability for whooping her child and then we got to be the ones that deal with what they did to us like that's so unfortunate that the because of the police had a dramatic event now we have to hold off a couple weeks because of that
0: well see there's other things that could be done besides putting it on pause uh, that is for these big events now the police are sort of that it's the city is kind of mandating that you have some kind of security for a, a lot of certain kind of events, and that's fine. And sometimes, if you hire the police, they want you to pay uh, some money out, out of your pocket. And, and and well, they used to do it for free, depending on what it was. And then it's the budget, and they say, well, you need going to gonna have an event with this many people, and you got to have police, so you got to have security and all this kind of stuff, and you got to cough up some money uh uh well, okay,
1: that's why we often say we should we should be policing our own communities period because how can uh police officer that lives in Manchester, Kentucky, come to the west end of Wolverine. All he sees is Manchester, Kentucky his whole life. He's only been around people that look like him, have the same background as him, and then he is fed all of this information. And then they come to our communities and try to police communities from what they've been taught their whole lives. So that's why we have to really go back to community policing. First off, we can't just have anybody policing us in our community. And also, they just the uh, Metro Council is in the process of raising $150 million to support them. So they they can't say it's funding at this point. They
0: got to figure something else out. Exactly. And uh, I just don't think that the dirt bowl should be put on pause. And, no. and, and, and as a matter of fact, I think that the on-site commander made an error. He should have told his police officers that, look, we're just here to provide security for the people and make it safe, fun family event and to stop people from doing crime and mass shootings and all that kind of stuff. We're not here to do warrant checks. Yeah. Not today. We're, you know, And so the on-scene commander, somebody greenlit uh, the pursuit of Herbert Lee. Somebody greenlit that. It was just an error from a total misperception of why they were there. That's not why you're there. You're there to make people feel safe. You're there to sit on. I was at the dirt bowl, not last week, but the week before last. The purpose of the police is to sit on the picnic table and uh, uh, be friendly to people, and the sight of their uniforms and pistols uh, hopefully will keep people from. Uh, any kind of uh, negative activity. That's why they're there.
1: Absolutely. And again... Sit on the picnic table. That's it. And that's, again, why we absolutely need... Uh, safety ambassadors, public safety officials, obviously the police are just humans with guns that make unlimited mistakes and they're the only people that get away with these unlimited mistakes. they That's all they are is humans with guns and for that to happen in Shiny Park in broad daylight and the police is deciding to investigate themselves, that is a red flag right there. That already shows us that they are not going to be accountable for their actions. They're already trying to cover it up as if if it was not a tragedy or a tragic moment, that boy got shot nine times.
0: Exactly. So, uh, uh, look, one, you could either have a different unit, uh, totally different personnel, different commander, let the event go on. Or if it's necessary, you can hire off duty sheriffs to patrol. Sometimes sheriffs, off duty sheriff, have the, sh- the county sheriff come in. Let us have twelve county sheriffs down there just to keep the event going. And tell the sheriff, look, we're not here. We're just here to provide. You know, you, you know, we do, you just sit on the picnic table. Yeah. Talk to people. Build community. If you won't bring the horses, uh, that's you know. Let the people pet the horses. That's what they like. Like sometimes, you know, no, you know, no warrant checks, no. No. no, not
1: right here. Not today. On a Sunday, when people are with their family.
0: Yes, uh, and so if you have to bring the sh- county sheriff in for a couple weekends, or a totally different, because I th- I believe uh, some of the officers that were involved were put on uh, uh, the paid uh, sort of the paid where they uh, uh, they take them off the street and, uh, and pay them, and they put them in the office wise under investigation. Bring in if it has to be LNPD, Bring in a different unit with a different commander and a different set of instructions, or bring in the county sheriffs to to do it because there's plenty of them that want to uh, make extra money off duty, uh, uh, and they even have sheriff's reserve too. But that's a pro- that's a problematic
1: too. Like, why is, if this is a community event, why are we charging? Why are y'all getting paid extra money to come out here and police our community, and y'all?
0: Uh, over there with endless overtime like that's problematic too well exactly but particularly with uh the mayor felt that he didn't want to be labeled with the defunded police label so the lmpd actually got an increase in budget so what you're saying why are they charging community events in the first place are even talking about it you know and so uh uh, they got plenty of money They're, they're swimming in it yeah and so get a different unit 10 12 15 however come down there uh And bring the horse unit. The children love petting the horses. They do. Uh, Or
1: just park your cars outside of the park and just walk around the park like civilians and meet the community. Build trust in your community. That's what neighborhood policing truly is. And we don't have to worry about people running from you because the police will already know who you
0: are. Yeah. So. Exactly. So, uh, uh, I mean, it's just amazing and that the Dirt Bowl gets a bad reputation, Again. and then, uh, and then the, the the chief of police, the first thing she does is start talking about what a terrible person Herbert Lee is, which is not the issue. The issue is the police shooting up the park on on a Sunday night with women and children there. That's the issue, not the uh, you know how, how ter- you know how terrible a human being uh, Herbert Lee allegedly is. That's not the issue.
1: Yeah. And from what I understand, that man completed all of his sentences. And for them to still bring up his past, we're not bringing up all the people up that ran inside the Capitol every day. We're not bringing up the guy that shot and killed the police in Kentucky and he walked away. Do You understand? We're not bringing up the flaws of this racist country, they keep bringing up the flaws of our African-American men. And the media has the worst... Mm -hmm. They have the, the worst way of doing it. Like... You could have had one problem, and they're going to magnify that problem to make everybody believe it. And in this era that we're living in, everything is magnified twice because the news is playing it, and then we go on social media, and everybody can finally voice their opinions. So this country is already making it where people are guilty before they even be sentenced or get to see a judge. Because everybody's opinions are out there now. And that is the most worst thing. And that's why LMPD has to start taking accountability and stop Pushing these bad narratives on our African American men, our African American women, as well as our community. Period, and that is the reason why she has to take accountability for where they messed up, and we cannot take the blame for this. This is not our problem. But again, like we just talked about, who has to hold a dirt bow, black people, because LMPD decided to shoot up a
0: park in the middle of broad daylight. Exactly. Amazing, and uh, you brought up a good point too. This is uh, Kentucky, and we had an incident not too long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, where in, out in the rural areas, uh, several policemen were killed. I think it was a uh, police were coming on a and might have been domestic, uh, something like that. And a white gentleman uh, killed a couple policemen, but they took him in alive. And that's what he's talking about. He killed policemen, and they took him in alive. Yeah. And they and I'm pretty sure he has a history.
1: He looks like he might have had a history. I'm not saying this guy yeah. was guilty or anything, but I can almost guarantee you that at least he had a speeding ticket in his lifetime. If he can go shoot three officers, I'm quite sure at least he had was a speeding ticket and the news never brought it up and the news has shortened his story every day. And that's the
0: power of the media. Exactly, exactly. So, uh uh so, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the, uh, the Dirt Bowl, of course, is a uh, street ball tournament similar to the Rucker, similar to the Rucker Tournament in New York City. And at one time, uh, you had the top college players and professionals that would come in and play as well. Now, because uh, the athletes get paid so much money, that uh, they don't. The, the top professionals seldom play in, in the street ball tournaments and, and anymore. But at one time they, they did, uh, yeah. And you'd be surprised like how many, um, cause it's a eight
1: week tournament. So over the course of eight weeks, um, You would be surprised who you might run into at the Dirt bow. Like, you would be surprised. Like, celebrities have pulled up. Like, I can't remember them, but celebrities have pulled up. It's a great chance for black businesses to be um, shown. It's a great chance for people to network, um, build community. And like I said, it's an eight-week tournament. So you don't know who you're going to run into within the course of those eight weeks. It's
0: incredible. And also, nowadays, to make it a little bit easier on folks, they've got these new composite courts. So it's not like you have to, it's outdoors, but it's not like when I was a kid, you had to play on concrete or asphalt. And if you fell down, well, you just fell down. Now they've got these nice space age composition courts to uh, uh, make it a little bit easier on folks' knees and, and feet. And because and, uh, sometimes people do still fall down. Uh, that just made me think. I wonder how many times they had, have they changed their court? They had to change it at least three or four times in my lifetime. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I see that composite. If I had a home court, I would, I would want to have it uh, composite. I say, I want, I want a space age court. So, uh but yes. Yeah, so, folks, it's worth seeing. Uh For those of folks who listening, don't let them take the dirt bowl away from you. That's right. Uh Don't let the city do that. Call the mayor. Uh, call your metro council person. Say, "Hey, let the dirt bowl keep going on." The people who love it didn't cause the problem. Uh, so, uh, uh, yes, and tell the mayor to do whatever he has to do to uh, 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 to keep it going. The mayor needs to hear from the people. So that's what as a part that's what he's waiting for. Really, he's waiting to hear from the people on this issue uh
1: so I, do, I, do, well, I he we also need to tell uh chief Erica Shields to stand back and stand down like Donald Trump told his people to because she has been violent since she has gotten in office. We have had three African-Americans been shot under their surveillance and nobody has gotten any answers from all three. Omari Crutcher. I can't think of the other guy's name. His name is Brandon. They said that he committed suicide and how can he commit suicide? And they have videos of the police pointing the gun at the car. Oh, you're talking about Omari Cryer was uh, uh, Omari Cry was chased in on the West End of Louisville Brandon was actually in Newburgh around the corner from GE General Electric and they said that he that he uh, killed himself and we also have videos pictures proving that the police had their guns pointed at him. And also, he made a post about his family. I'm talking about Brandon. I cannot think of his last name, but he made a post about mm-hmm. his family like 30 minutes before the police had killed him that's showing us that that man had no mm-hmm. intentions on
0: killing himself at all. I mentioned Amari Crowder was was killed by the police a, a few weeks ago and it was another... Uh, warrant situation where they have this joint task force now where you have Louisville Metro Police Department and U.S. Federal Marshals working together. And so uh, they had uh, Mr. Cryer was evidently wanted for something and uh, for some reason they had to lure him out of the house to, to engage in this sort of police activity. So they lured him out of the house and he was running and uh, uh, hopped defense fence, and they said he grabbed a pistol, so he was killed by a federal U.S. Marshal. So, uh, the Alliance, the group uh, we just had to talk about, it, so I like to do my research. And so, I look up and I see that the U.S. Federal Marshals is not serving hundreds, but thousands of local warrants. See, I thought the federal marshals were just serving federal warrants. No. They're working all over the country on what I call nickel and dime warrants. So I don't even understand why you need a federal marshal on the t- type of warrant that Omari Cryer, uh, you know, to me, I just, I just don't. And so the idea of the Federal marsh. There are thousands upon thousands of warrants, state and local warrants, being served by uh, U.S. marshals as part of these uh, task forces. And the thing is, U.S. marshals—they're not trained in day-to-day policing, in everyday policing. You know, that, that's not what they do. I mean, they have courthouse security that they're responsible for and uh, maybe transporting federal fugitives and uh, and securing federal fugitives. That was their original. Uh, you know, once upon a time, you know, back in the old west, you know, you had U.S. Marshals doing day to day law enforcement in, quote unquote, territories before they became states. Well, you know, but not now. They don't do everyday policing they don't do that. They're not trained in that. Well, I,
1: I feel like you're absolutely right about the U.S. Marshals, and my whole thing is um, in 2020 we've seen the police department lose a lot of its police officers or what have you. But the problem is, um, you can't. How can you keep pulling in people from a federal level when we have federal problems first, and secondly, I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a big issue with the federal at the, with the marshals, but. If they was to wear body cams like a regular police, then that would really change the demographics. But because they don't wear body cams, that goes to show us that they can do whatever they want to and still cover up what they are doing. They can still go on there and say that this person had all these drugs, but if they don't have any proof to prove it, who's going to be the victim again? The person who they just planted the drugs on. So, I don't have a problem with the U.S. Marshals, but I do think that they need to follow the code of the police, and they need to be introduced like the police. Like our pol- our community police, they have a whole graduation, and every time they graduate, you get a picture of them on the news. So, we know who's policing us from the jump. So, these, federal, these U.S. Marshals could be anybody. At this point... I they could be from anywhere. Yeah, and also, I just think that... How can the so if so so they killed him, so so is the Kentucky State Department going to be the ones that's going to do the investigation, or is the federal department going to do the investigation because they still need to be investigated, whether they were right or
0: wrong? I still think the community deserves answers. So, folks, uh, uh we've been here today with uh Jeff Compton, uh, community activist, uh, also Kentucky Alliance board member. And also uh, a Part of uh, Breeway uh, Bree Do you have anything Upcoming events
1: Yeah so um, You cannot stop the revolution At all So we know that we lost our numbers So tonight um, Which is Friday night We're actually going canvassing To actually meet our communities What we've been trying to tell the police to do So we're going to go actually meet our uh, Community members And then Sunday We're actually Well Saturday Um, We're having a rally in Jackson County, Indiana, where our sister Tanisha Chappelle was where she died in the hands of the police in the correction center in Jackson County. That's Saturday. And then Sunday, we're actually having a rally uh, at. The park uh at the park russell Lee park over there on in Southwick in old Park in park duval russell Lee Park Saturday are we meeting about six o'clock we uh just having a peaceful rally to remind our community and remind the people over there who did this at Shiny Park on Saturday
0: all right, so folks we're talking about uh the weekend of today is on Friday July the fifteenth, so he's talking about uh, events that are going to be happening uh uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 15th, 16th, and 17th. Is that, is that yes, correct? sir. 15th, 16th, 17th. All right. So, uh, 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 Jeff, uh, uh, what do you think of the future? I mean, uh, of course, that's a huge question. Are, are we doing good? Are we doing bad? And uh, locally, uh, we've got about five minutes. Uh, uh, well, I think that we're
1: in a place of we moving the needle slowly, but um, I don't think we're quite there yet. But I do believe um, in this work you got to be optimistic. You have to see it from a, a good perspective or a futuristic perspective. So, yes, I do believe that we are moving in the right direction. Now, I'm not going to say we're moving as fast as I would have expected us to, but um, we're moving.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. So... Uh I kind of look at things and uh, you know the people of the country are actually more progressive than uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi but there are certain anti-democratic structures in place like uh, the electoral college and uh, every state having two senators no matter their population and so those anti-democratic structures were sort of built in baked into the cake so uh and so they're kind of holding us back. And, of course, the Supreme Court is—I mean, Roe v. Wade wasn't the first thing they undid. The first thing they undid was the Voting Rights Act. They gutted that. So, folks, don't forget now. It's not that the court just went bad yesterday. Uh, yeah. It was the day before yesterday that they went bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, And not to mention gerrymandering. And all of that. Uh, so, uh, but still— uh, there's a, a small element of the population, uh, particularly the white population, that really wants to go back to 1953, even though 1953 wasn't that great for every uh, everybody, or for most people. Uh, really. Uh, it really wasn't. And they want to go back to what they think 1953 was uh, in their minds. And so, uh, of course, most of the people in country don't want to do that, and so the people who want to do that kind of have to play really hard. And try to rig the game To do it And so uh,
1: But that's why I think It's important That we make sure All of our family And friends Are on the same page With us voting wise Like We got to understand That um, Our friend might be Conservative But to really move this country, we have to have tough conversations with our family and friends to let them know we can't keep voting like that. Like, our grannies keep voting for people that they knew. Like, our grandparents will vote for—I um, can't—can I say people's names?
0: Well, we don't endorse or uh, support, but you uh, can mention a name okay. as the guest. You yeah. can just mention the name. Uh, yeah. yeah, so— um so we have
1: one We have one Representative who's been in office For a long time they look like us She sounds like us She she's claims to have our same background But she's not benefiting us So what we have to do is Have real conversations with our Elders our friends And tell them we cannot keep voting Because this person names Ring a bell they've been here for 40 years They've been here for 40 years and we have Got nothing from them so we have To have these real conversations so that We can really change.
0: Folks, I want to thank uh, Jeff Compton for being here with us today. Uh, Appreciate everything that you're doing uh, uh, and believing in what organizing is. So thank you. Thank you, Kay.